Sean Capri. <laughs> Welcome to Weed the Gamer Cast. It publishes every single Monday at youtube.com slash carpool gaming and on podcast services on planet Mother Love and Earth. I might have sparked a bit of a migraine with that. I got a little excited. It felt good in the moment. Felt good in my throat. Did not feel great in my my cranial region. Thank you so much for being here, for telling your friends, for telling your moms, for telling your dads. Um, if you have multiples of those, I guess. T- thanks for telling your mother-in-law, for spreading the good word. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, I really appreciate it. We can't do it without you. And I'm glad that you're here. We've got a great old school style We The Gamer cast. And I'm realizing as we enter in December, we're going into our, I guess going into our eighth year. It's been seven years since we started this. Is that how that works? I don't know. I need a, I need a, I need Brian Craig. I need the math man coming back to teach me how this stuff works, man. Uh, but December of 2015, the first episode with Seamus Mullins, the man who made it happen, the man who made me believe that this is maybe something that could be a thing. Seven years later, uh, I think I was married at the time, but I didn't have any kids, that's for sure. And tons of stuff has happened in the last seven years. So um, that's why I'm writing a book about it. Man, thank, thanks all everybody who supports us at Patreon.com. I'll do this now. Patreon.com slash Carpool Gaming, especially our, um, what are they called? Ultimate Producers. <laughs> Guys, I'm a mess. I will explain it in a second, but I'll explain the headache. Uh, Ultimate Producers, uh, my good friend, Robbie Bobby Miller. You should subscribe to his Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Robbie Bobby Miller. Trucker Sloth, our thoughts are with you, my friend. Um, hopefully everything is is doing all right with you. Uh, Tony Baker from Quest for Pixels. Go subscribe at youtube.com slash quest for pixels with the number four. Dallas, I'm sorry, Dallas Ford, co-host of the Blame Game, support Dallas and uh, Argo at YouTube. Those That uh, link is in the description below. Jonathan Brown with his new EP from PME called Gems on Apple Music and Spotify and pretty much everywhere else. He's got all the links uh, in the in the, in the the description, you guys, along with everybody else. Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, rounding out a very special 2022. The links are all in the, uh, the show notes. Please support these ultimate producers. Our platinum producers, Marcus McCracken and RJ and our gold members, Anna, Cecily Carozza, Dallas Robbins, Drellish, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Jose Jimenez, Marcus O'Neill, Skinny Matt, and the Snack Networker. I need to explain a little something. I, I was thinking midway through, just to totally pull the curtain back for you guys. I'm like, maybe I just do this over again. I don't think I can do that scream over again. I, I As you know, I've been on a journey with my fitness and with my health. And I, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of at odds. And I used to talk to Bobby Pauls about this a lot, actually, where we make a choice, or at least this is the way that I see it. Not, not necessarily everybody makes this choice, but for every hour that I sit and play games and or make content, it's an hour that I'm not moving. Yeah, I'm very aware of how stationary this, this whole thing can be. And so, especially over the last couple of years, I wasn't very happy with the level of activity or the, the the lack of activity. And over the last, I don't know, six, seven months or so, I kind of made it a priority. And so just before this, just before recording this, which is, is turning out to be maybe the the worst decision I've done today, um, I ran a f- uh, 15 kilometers. 15K was actually, and I ran it pretty well. Like it was it was pretty fast and maintained my pace that I've been doing at, at 10K for the most part and feel pretty good, but I'm a mess. Like there's, you can't just, or at least I can't, here's, here's my experience. I can't just like run that. And I haven't run a 15 K since, or that far since I did a half marathon back in September, which that was a whole thing. But I mean, like it wrecks me, dude. Like, like, I don't know if that really comes across. I'm really proud of the progress. I, I tweeted that out a little bit earlier that, uh, I think I shaved about 20 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes or so off of my 15 K time from three months ago. Like I've been working hard at this, 
But this is what happens to my brain after this. Like, I am wiped, dude. That is is pretty intense. So I also, like, I don't know, I'd love to hear from the other runners out there. There's lots of you who listen to this. Um, What is your experience after a long run? Because for me, headaches come, like, big time. And I I can't, I feel like... There's no more water to be, this is like my third, I don't know, for the video, there's, I've got a, what is this, a seven, 24 ounces. This is 20, I I drink, I've drank like three of these in the last, I don't know, half an hour or so. So I'm guzzling, I'm guzzling. I need tricks. What else do I need to do to to stave off these headaches? I took an Advil. So I'm just kind of, I'm trying to keep it together. The hat, probably not a good idea, you know, just compressing and the, and the headphones. Anyways, that's enough about that. Enough complaining. I'm very proud of the progress. Um, and this is probably as good as I've ever been to myself in December and really prioritizing this fitness journey. And I've got like this, like as it has turned out, this is one of my favorite things that happens every once in a while when you dedicate yourself or again, me, I shouldn't say you, this is my experience. Um, it turns out that I've basically been doing at least a 10 kilometer run every weekend for a lot, like, for a while, actually. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. And I decided I'm going to push myself a little bit more and, um, might have a few, a few things coming up on that front, but I'm, I'm feeling really good and I'm able to push myself and not completely destroy myself right now. It's just kind of like, I, I just got home. So I'm like, I got to do this because Ryan Turfer is waiting for all this stuff to put together so that everybody can watch it on YouTube. But, uh, my apologies. My weekend kind of got away from me. I got lights that work now. I'm excited you guys are here, uh, but I'm getting way ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal. This is the longest I've ever done this one. Um, if you're new, here's the deal. Every week I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's easy. Just tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to belabor the point anymore. I, I, I'm barely making any sense uh, at all. <laughs> So let's just get into it. This week, I am going to be talking to, or I did, and you're going to be listening to um, someone who doesn't have a podcast, someone that doesn't have a channel. And that is awesome, because guess what? These people actually play games. Quagmire, obviously, title of the show. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Um, I got to have voices like this on more of the shows. I, I'm I'm trying to think this through. So many things going on. We got our Game of the Year conversation coming up pretty soon. We got Game Awards happening this week. There's so many things. I've got, I'm doing like this. I'm cramming for the Game of the Year conversation. It's not going well. I had this like, what if I just stay up late and blah, blah, blah. It's not happening, but... I am getting active. So that's the trade-off. But that's for another day. Maybe at the end of this, uh, maybe at the end of the podcast, we'll come back to it. But Quagmire was um, just stellar. And I think he crushed this conversation, crushed the podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy. So here he is, my good friend and yours, Quagmire. Glad that you're here. Glad we finally get to catch up because you're so active in the Discord. I'm like, I, this guy's got some things on his mind. I feel like we gotta we gotta get some of these things out, dude. Like, I don't know, I don't know where you want to start. Like, Pokemon seems to be the latest, greatest, and I don't know, maybe might even be making a turn. And I'm sure people are going to be throwing shade at me. But um, how are you feeling about Pokemon these days, dude? Well, I will say um, I bought uh, Scarlet and Violet. Have not played it yet. Um, I showed my five-year-old daughter. Okay. That, Has uh, somebody played it? She's played it? No, like what we've done is um going to wrap it under the uh, Christmas tree. Oh. And, uh, have it for, yeah, I've had it for Christmas. But, you know, I kind of feel like I'm part of the problem because, you know, I bought $120 worth of Pokemon and, you know, 
10 million copies in three days or something crazy and you know it's a buggy mess from what i've heard i haven't played it but, yeah um i'm hoping they fix it uh especially by christmas mm -hmm. <laughs> um but uh, i will say until she got excited about it i was gonna hard pass scarlet i just kind of had a bad feeling about it um and you know again i hope i'm end up being wrong and they fix it but yeah i just i played arceus and kind of got you know i forced myself to finish it like i just like i was enjoying it and it's like it seems kind of you know same thing over and over again and i haven't played pokemon red and blue until arceus oh, i'm sorry until sword and shield so i've been kind of like a long pokemon fan coming back and i missed a lot obviously oh nice but, um I want to get back to I want to get back to the origins of your Pokemon in, in a bit here, but I want to I want to touch on something you just said, which is like it's different to buy a game for our kids and keep it for Christmas, and that's separate from what I'm ragging on, you know, Seth and Lockleth and everybody else who's buying this game in spite of it being an issue. Like I feel like that's I feel like that's completely different. And I think we have to be able to kind of differentiate, like, you know. And also, I don't know the last time that I even bought a game and, like, could not play it right then and there. The fact of picking up a game and keeping it for a birthday or a or a or Christmas present, I think that's also something we should keep in mind that that's something that is very normal in most of us. That's how we played most of our games growing up, I think. Yeah, I, I normally don't have the willpower. I mean, I've been kind of tempted to, like, well, she won't really know that the plastic seal is gone, right? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> just I say you got to a GameStop. That's what they do, man. <laughs> and actually, yeah, I forgot about that. I picked up a couple games on Black Friday, and it kind of pissed me off. It's like, you know, they got the little crappy sticker that when mm -hmm. you peel it off, it has all the, it just, you know, I'm very anal about my uh, Switch cases. I don't like any of that, you know, sticky residue and, so it might might be it for games i know you're not a big fan but that kind of game style no no <laughs> forever and i forgot about that yeah no it's gonna take a lot it's gonna take a bit for them to um to win me back i think but also i think it's the location like i think part of it is the just you know what they do and all this other stuff but i think it's like i can't wait for one of them to discover this show and like where i am and who they are like for somebody to like put it together but like the location that I go to, they just seem to hate life. Like just they hate them. They, it's like clerks, but not nearly as entertaining. Like they hate the customers. They hate everything that's going on. They're not even supposed to be there today. Like it's all this stuff. And so I just, you know, I'd rather I, we have choices as it turns out. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't want that. But it's nice to be able to going back. It's nice to be able to buy a game not have to rip it open and then look forward to like that joy on their on the kid's face of just i'm opening this thing i can't believe it's here how lucky am i because we've been grown-ups now for a while we've been we can do whatever we want but like they're yeah. kids <laughs> and sometimes and sometimes it's to my detriment because i just like jumped on like five games black friday and yes. I'm playing persona five right i'm playing persona five right now i don't have time to play anything else like you yes. know it's like a huge time sink and they're just they're on the shelf behind me but you it's know a beautiful like, shelf <laughs> it's just like you know i buy all these games and i try to play most of them but you know it's kind of i know you, you used to talk with the eShop with kato and stuff it's just kind of like it's fun buying them you know i well i i feel like this whole black friday thing might be i don't know i don't know if it's a channel in in the discord or what or we just jump on a podcast and go like so what did you buy it's kind of like our <laughs> it's like the, the adult version of like the christmas haul like what did you get man like what did you what yeah. did you like treat yourself <laughs> we work hard man we <laughs> these things are on sale what else are we what is what do people expect us to do so you got 
Persona 5. What else? I saw you got two other Switch games. You get Doki Doki on there or something? Yeah, so um, I know very little about it other than everyone says it's amazing because it's one of those oh, things that you, know, you think it's this dating sim and then it turns out to be like a psychological horror. I mm. mean, that's like all I know. Yep. And okay. I just heard that's... it so good. $17, I felt like I couldn't not get that. Um, High Miami Collection, did you ever play? Ooh, that is excellent. Good for you. That yeah. game, Those games are awesome. Yes, I played the first yeah. one on Vita way back in the day, actually. Yeah, I've I've played them on Steam, but the soundtrack is just killer, and yes. I can see that just being fun to just jump into every now and then. So I've got that for fifteen. Mm-hmm. Got Sonic Mania for ten at Walmart. Yep. Heard Sonic Mania was pretty good. Um, These are all physical games you got. Physical, yeah. yeah. I I'm, a, I'm pretty much a physical gamer. Um, I used to PC game when you know you didn't have a choice. So I feel like when I went to the Switch, I missed all my physical games. So. Um, other than I think a free copy of Bayonetta that I got when I bought Bayonetta 2 physical, um, right. and maybe a couple or indies or two. Um, yeah, 90, 99% of my collection is physical. And is it switch only? What consoles are you playing with here? So right now I am switch only. Wow. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I use, I, I you came say from that like, in a certain way. What is that? What is, well, is that shame? Is that embarrassing? <laughs> No, it's not, not shame, but like, it's kind of weird because I'm going from one st- extreme to another. So I was basically part of the PC master race. Like, yes. you know, I want to play my games at like, you know, 144 frames. Uh, I was a really big Rocket League player. Uh, I'm actually meant to check my hours. Um, I'm like probably approaching 4,000 hours on Steam. Get out of here. Playing, That's but, awesome. Yeah, most played game on Steam by far. Um, Rocket League is... I will argue the best multiplayer game out there, like, period. I got to see um, you play, man. I, 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 it's rare that I get to <laughs> chat with somebody who's put thousands of hours into Rocket League. That's amazing. Well, I will say playing on the Switch is rough because, you know, <laughs> I have a computer where I can pay, play at 144 and Switch maybe gets 30 mm-hmm. if you're lucky. It's rough. So um, we, you know, got a new house this summer. I don't really have a good setup because, um Turns out the wired connections in my daughter's bedroom. So I'm sure she doesn't want me to set up her computer in her room. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. need to figure out, figure that out with um, Comcast. So drill some holes, get some cables running all over the house, man. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm probably going to piss my wife off and buy a 200 foot Ethernet cable and see if I can get a late Cyber Monday deal. <laughs> Dude, I've got like literally I'm talking to you on a computer attached to a 100 foot Ethernet cable. It goes around behind this this closet out that door around the wall like and then my wife's computer upstairs same thing i literally drilled a hole in the floor dropped it down into the basement and now we're like, all right cool so i'm gonna i'm gonna blame you when i do that now <laughs> please do end this clip you can send it to your wife yeah and we'll yeah it's amazing she's so funny because when i did that um it was taking me a little while to wrap my head around it and but I knew that I that's what I want. I'm very particular about wired versus Wi-Fi. And my wife is kind of like, you know, like she understands what I was trying to do, but it was taking me a long time. And eventually I got it to I got it all working. Everything's great. And a couple of weeks ago, our Chromecast started to kind of act up. It was buffering a lot and Bluey wasn't working the way that it should. And I'm like, you know uh, what? Then the we, kids are freaking out. <laughs> that's just it. So now all of a sudden it's, you know, it's a real problem. And so we've got wired internet up there and I'm like, I could just, you know, I got a switch, I've got a little network switch and I could throw a cable up to that, uh, to that Chromecast, a little LAN adapter and we're set, man. And we fixed it and it's all because of hardwired internet. Shout out to hardwired internet, man. Wi-Fi, I just, I don't know. Can't trust it. Especially when I'm doing this all the time. 
Yeah, we got in the new house mesh Wi-Fi. Are you familiar with that? Yep. Can't trust yeah, it. So I mean, it's well, it's better, but <laughs> sure yeah, great. I have the I have the switch on it, and again, guy, I think that's another reason why. Just with my switch, I don't even try to do multiplayer games because one, Nintendo doesn't know what they're doing. Two, yeah, the Wi-Fi is just not consistent, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like you said, I, I need to start drilling some holes in the in the floor apparently so yeah you know you cover them up you put a couch over top or something like that or or yeah. actually i shouldn't say it just it's not like it's in the middle of the floor it's not like i'm gonna put like a like a fireman's <laughs> pole in the middle of it or anything although that would yeah, be amazing so you know who needs <laughs> stairs let's just use this pole uh i'm exactly. <laughs> like this stupid picture in my head right now um it's in the closet it's in like the it's in like the it's underneath a bunch of the, the shoe rack and everything so you can barely you can barely see it i was be i was a little uh conspicuous about it so it's okay it's all good now but what else did you get on there but that there black friday uh, i'm trying to think oh uh near automata um, dude i got that i saw you mention that it's one of the like that it's that you're you're particularly fond of this game you bought it somewhere else now you got it on on switch what's going on with yeah this game? basically um i'm really in the soundtrack so um you know got hotline miami killer soundtrack near automata killer soundtrack Double dipped on both of them. Played both on Steam before, but I'm like, I can, I can definitely want to play through this again and play through on handheld. I think mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of fun. What happened to the PC though? Like, is it gone? Or are you just not able to use it anymore? No, I still have it. It yeah. just hasn't been plugged in since my uh, third daughter was born. Because basically, uh, my man cave, I got kicked out oh. before we moved. Travesty! So, what an absolute yeah, tragedy, now. dude! Holy cow! How did this happen? Yeah. Oh, because they yeah, literally needed bigger. the bedroom. <laughs> yeah basically well at first we were thinking we were about bunking up the two of the kids um but like i kind of felt bad i'm like well i mean i don't need the bedroom i mean especially because at that time i was playing mostly switch and really um i just like i don't know i kind of got to the point like where i guess a lot of the people i played rocket league with were probably a good 10 years younger than me so you know they're staying up till two o'clock in the morning and i try to keep up and then you know my kids wake up at six and i just yeah. wasn't sleeping right i'm like you know what like I love Rocket League, but I I can't do, can't like you know not sleep. So um, I have kind of taken a break from it until I figured it out. And basically now I you know if I play like Xenoblade or Persona for an hour or two each night, at least it makes some progress. And mm-hmm. you know I'm not. I mean, granted, sometimes some nights with Xenoblade three, I did stay till two a.m., but uh, it's not consistent. So I might have done that uh, earlier this week. I was streaming and. I, I was like, I got to go to bed, guys. I'm being really good this week. I'm going to bed on time. I'm getting up early. I'm going for my workouts. And uh, I had a couple of enablers in the chat and hanging out with me. And I may have gone to bed at, yeah, I did at 2 a.m. Like, And it wasn't even like, I don't even know that I was streaming all the way up until 2. But whatever time I was done, it was like, I was just like amped up, man. Like, I need like a cool down period. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't just go like computer off. I guess I'll just go crash. At least not from streaming, I don't think. Sometimes I'll fall asleep just with a controller in my hand. Just like, yeah, I'm just kind of conked out on my old man chair out there. But <laughs> I, this this notion of, like, it's such a significant transition going from hardcore Rocket League playing, like, all PC to, I guess I just need to have something that I can have in my hands and not dedicate an entire room to. Like, talk to me about that, man, because that seems like that's, I mean, I guess you could do worse than the Switch, but that's a pretty big jump. And all, I guess, in the name of keeping gaming within your life. Yeah, I mean, it, it was 
trying to remember. So basically, the way it started, uh, my wife surprised me for my birthday in 2019 with a Switch. Like, I didn't ask for it. Like, I mean, I kind of, especially with Breath of the Wild, I was like, well, do I want to get one? Mm. And around the time that that came out, there was a big sale on Witcher 3, which kind of got my open world fixed. So I was good for a minute. And then, you know, that was in 2017, past two years. She gets it. And I'm like, well, now I got to get Breath of the Wild. Now I got to get, you know, Mario Kart. Now I got, and so, I mean, it just, the addiction started. I just, I felt like in that first month I had like six games mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what, this is actually nice. Like, you know, uh, give my wife a TV, I'm on the couch, I'm, you know, in the same room and it seems silly. Cause I mean, like, you know, again, we're two, doing two different things, but other than like being on the other side of the house, you know, playing Rocket League and she's downstairs watching a movie, like it seems like there's more like, you know, just being in that same common area seems like you're more connected type thing. So like I kind of dropped broccoli like a bad half again with like the sleeping too. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just I've been a big Nintendo fan for a while. And when the Wii came out, I basically I'm like, eh, there's no you know good getting you know yeah Wii bowling. That's about it, right? <laughs> so like I dropped out. I dropped Nintendo hard uh, for a while, and I guess I, I forgot how much I miss Nintendo. I mm-hmm. guess is the best way to explain it. And you know, had to get my Zelda, had to get my Mario, um, and turns to find out, had to get my Xenoblade, like, you know. Yes. I mean, literally, favorite game franchise ever. Like, wow. not Nintendo franchise, like, ever. Like, yeah. Xenoblade I, I, is top tier for me. I, it's not, I'm, my my reaction is not because I don't think Xenoblade is undeserving, because it's obviously, like, a high-quality franchise. I guess, like, I'm, I'm sometimes surprised when... It's not um, when it's not like Zelda or Pokemon or something that's been around for like a hundred years, you know. Like Xenoblade isn't necessarily yeah. brand brand new, but it's fairly new in the in the kind of in the video game conversation. So I'm always kind of like I'm always a, a little bit taken by that because it's um, yeah, just that the recency uh, that it can just become a favorite. I, what is it about Xenoblade that kind of like captures you? So I, I think a lot of it was just with how surprised I was by it. Like, yeah, when it first. Um, you know, technically it came out in 2017. I had no idea because I didn't have a Switch at that I time. I totally like, missed uh, it. Well, even the original one. You're talking about the Definitive Edition. True. Like, yeah, like, yeah, good point. So, I yeah, told- like, um, mm-hmm. since I missed the Wii, I didn't even know Xenoblade exists on the Wii. Um, apparently it came out on 3DS. I didn't have a 3D either. Yep. <laughs> so, again, I had this big Nintendo blind spot. Um, and then I think it was, um, I follow, or when I had Twitter, um, you know, I didn't get rid of Twitter because of what's going on. I, I got rid of Twitter a long time ago. Good but, for you. Uh, Honest, that, that's a better reason to do it. <laughs> just like, what a garbage. But, uh, I do still kind of keep up with, uh, are you familiar with uh, Stealth 40K? Of on course. He, yeah. Okay. So he, he was talking a big game on Xenoblade Definitive Edition. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I kept kind of looking into it and like, well, like I played World of Warcraft, like, it was okay because I kind of thought the combat was similar. And it's like, but I don't know if I want to play World of Warcraft on my Switch. Like, it doesn't sound that good. But he kept saying, you know, this is like one of the best games ever. Like, the second one's like his favorite. And, you know, it's like, okay, you know, he, 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 he drawed me in with, um, I think, the, the fall before that with Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. And I was totally in love with that game. Dude, so I'm like, these you know RPGs, think- man. Holy cow. <laughs> I think this guy stealth knows what he was talking about. So I picked up Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition at launch, and I couldn't put it down. Like the story, the soundtrack, 
the MMO combat. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and once I finished it, I'm like, okay, I need to get the second More. one. And yeah. I went to GameStop. It's the only place I could find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had bought a used copy. <laughs> and like I'm actually glad I bought it when I did because it was like four or five months before Pyra and Mithra got um, announced in Smash. Mm -hmm. And after that, either the prices skyrocketed or you couldn't find it. So I was lucky enough to get that. Picked up the expansion pass and just actually the second one is my favorite. After playing um, Torna, uh, then I actually replayed through two, replayed through Torna right before waiting replay. for Xenoblade. You're talking about p- replaying all these Xenoblade games, dude. No, I am I loving this. Uh, I, I'd have to. I got a new Switch. I got the OLED, so it reset my hours. But I mean, I'm sure I had like 200 hours in Xenoblade too. Easy, unreal, um, man. Yeah, but it's just it's worth it. I mean, I know it's a hard sell to tell someone like, Hey, go play 200 hours of, you know, Xenoblade. It's worth it. <laughs> just get I mean. through the first 75. It's great after that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Like that, that's what I'm holding out for three. Three was great. I'm not saying that three wasn't great, but I didn't really enjoy two until I played Torna. Cause it brought so much context, you know, no spoilers, mm. but it just made everything, you know, make a lot more sense. And then when you replay it, you pick up on things um, Wait a second. It's, it's, You're it's, literally saying just play through the first and then get to the DLC so that it's actually good. Okay. Okay. This is actually not well, even a I joke. Mean, it, it just like it, it references things that you don't pick up that's on so when you play the first time. But then after you play Torna, it's like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like it just the, the puzzle pieces come together. But we were yeah, just talking I mean, about that with the Lord of the Rings extended editions. Like, you know, just watch <laughs> the four and a half hour versions. It's great. It's totally fine. I love this. I'm I don't know what I was expecting, but I, I'm I'm what do we we got to get you on the RPG cave, dude? Like this is the thing. Like you guys are all out there. You know more about games than any of us on stinking <laughs> podcasts. Goodness gracious, you actually play them. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Garrett would want me on there. I know he really didn't like Torna because uh, it has like mandatory side quests, and I'm definitely not defending them. Like the mandatory side quests are bad, but I guess the overall game story. I thought was made it worth it, but yeah, you know, um, that I was, I think it. he considered it unplayable because of mandatory side quests. So, you know, <laughs> well, if Garrett is known for anything, it's dissenting opinions and he really <laughs> dislikes them. So he definitely won't, he won't have any, any part of it. <clears throat> He's a very, you know, we all know him as the, the lovable doctor on podcast, but behind the scenes, he's obviously just a tyrant. So, no, that's awesome, dude. Like this is this is incredible. I had no idea that there was these thousands of hours, hundreds of hours like lurking of RPG experience. This is amazing. I love it. Yeah, and I really can't wait for the um story scenario to come out for 3 cuz I'm hoping that it'll be like the same thing that it's going to connect some things that just going to kind of be mind-blowing like two was so, mm-hmm. but we'll see i don't want to get my expectations too high but so how frustrating is it to listen to us yahoos who don't get to play through <laughs> all of the things and you're just like what are you even talking about like just play the dang games well i do feel responsible i think i uh, might be the reason why kato left because i kept asking <laughs> when is she gonna play xenoblade when is she gonna play xenoblade and then, and then a couple weeks after that gone. she disappeared and then a couple weeks after that you know she she quit so you know uh, I just want to apologize to Kato on record. So, no, oh, that's a, that, you know what? That probably makes more sense than any other reason that <laughs> was brought up. <laughs> could totally, nobody's nobody's come on to to take responsibility for Kato leaving 
carpool gaming and the Nintendo Drive. But I appreciate you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So what? Uh, let me go back to Nier because I was really taken by that post. Like, what a masterpiece! I think uh, we have a few uh, Nier stands in the Discord as well. What is it about Nier that kind of gets you like, yeah, man? Because again, like this is a, I don't know if it's necessarily niche or like it's almost a, like a bit of a cult following. People who, if you know, you know that Nier is a great game. And I'd, I'd agree that it's niche. It's just because uh, it's it's one of those things that um, I think in the very beginning of a game. It starts out and, you know, hopefully with it being the beginning of the game, this isn't spoilers, but I mean, it's like a twin stick shooter. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a minute, I thought this was like a character action game, kind of like Devil May Cry. And then it's like at some point it's, you know, it's like this eight bit, you know, shooter. And it's like, so it's just constantly changing. Um, I think at one point, or most of them thinking of Replicant, it's even a text based adventure. So like it just literally Get does out of here. I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's but, not, and I don't uh, think you say like you know dancing around spoilers. Like I feel like especially with near that area that you're like the first the opening whatever it is hour ninety minutes or so is like the reason that you should play it. It's not even that it's a mm-hmm. spoiler. Like you should go in and go go experience this because it's it's unlike any opening probably ever. Yeah. Like unless there's something in in replicant or the original that I haven't played, but I was like what even is this this is incredible it's almost got like a like a side scrolling part to it as well at some point like the camera mm-hmm. angle just kind of like shift around and you just don't even know like how to place it and i don't know if it's just i feel like games are so predictable now like i feel like i know what i'm going to be playing before i even play it and that one i had no clue and it wasn't just how weird the story is it's it's all of it and i i am a huge fan now but I'm a bit of a fake fan, I think, because I've only rolled like the the first story credits. Oh, Sean, you got to finish it. Yeah, do it. How how long how long do I got? How like what are we talking about here? Well, I, actually, I did check my Steam not too long. It took me 33 hours to mm-hmm. go through all the endings. So that's re- that's Xenoblade respectable. Level. That is respectable. Yeah. yeah, that's like the tutorial in Xenoblade. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just finally rolling through tutorials. I think you point. still get tutorials in Xenoblade 3 around the 50 hour mark. If that I is correctly. <laughs> bonkers, dude. That is so wide. That is though, like I've got a bit of a, like I could, I could categorize my backlog and just go like by hours and like the RPG hours of backlog, even just from this year. I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of, we had a lot of great RPGs coming out this year as well. So people like you were probably, you know, you're eating well, I think as the kids say. Yeah, I definitely didn't pick up all of them because, yeah, it was just, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Triangle Strategy, I, I skipped. I know, I think that wasn't your and Kato's fan um, or thing. I just didn't get um, around to it, to it enough, honestly. Like, and it has nothing yeah, to do with the game. It's fun to make fun of because it's a stupid name. And yeah. they, they talk a lot and apparently they're fighting over salt. So what the hell is that about? <laughs> So I'd have to be selective because, yeah, I definitely couldn't play. It was crazy with them, the amount of JRPGs, JRPGs this year. Seriously. Yeah, like, what is Square doing? Like, I, like them on their own, Square Enix, like, just if it was, like, and it's not like they're the only ones releasing these games. Obviously, with Xenoblade coming out and a bunch of others, but, like, man, so many. And they're so compelling. Like, there's something happening. It's almost like a golden age of JRPGs all over again, like, since back in the maybe super nintendo playstation one days like we're back to it man it's beautiful were you there <laughs> in those days as well like how far back does your now let's go back in the history like what were you doing back in the super so, nintendo days 
So well, were you um, born? I can't tell how old you were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was born. Uh, I'm a little younger than you, but um, yeah, I had, Super Nintendo was the first console I owned, but I didn't really play any JRPGs. I don't think I even knew what they were. I had yeah. like you know Super Mario World. Sure. I had Jungle Book. Trying to think. I had a Jungle lot of Book. Games, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I had a lot of Disney games because, of course, you know, it's like, well, if you like the movie, you like the game, right? Of course. So, um, but I think in college, I kind of tapped back into some of the retros. I picked up Final Fantasy 2 or technically Final Fantasy 4. But yeah. you know, the label says 2, so I call mm-hmm. it Final Fantasy 2. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Uh, yep. And um, Ryan Turford talked about it on the RPG game. It's one of the Lufia games as an RPG as well that I really liked playing nice. from, like, um, back in college. But. Um, yeah, so it's kind of I've I don't think I realized I liked RPGs until later in life. Maybe you know a lot of them required a lot of reading, <laughs> so harder for kids, uh, young kids to play. You know, you can kind of figure out Mario. But. Yeah, well, and it seems like you know I, I'd be hard pressed. I guess Rebecca is actually one of the Rebecca from the Nintendo Shack, one of the only people that I'm aware of who like grew up with video games and Nintendo around, but like not Mario. Like it seems like you'd have to. Oh do it on purpose you have to try somehow to like avoid it but i i mean i guess i guess she did um but where did the video games come in to the family for you like what do you have an older brother like did you just have a friend that you had and you wanted to get it or how did that happen for you yeah i'm trying to remember how it started so i mean my dad doesn't play videos now but he had like the intellivision back in the day that was like before i was around and actually my first gaming memory and i want to preface this that I have great parents, and I think I turned out okay. Oh, no. That's always a good preface. They're lovely people, but... My first gaming memory is watching, and I was probably like three or four years old, (laughs) watching my dad play Wolfenstein 3D on his Windows 3.1. Yeah, could have been worse. I didn't know what... Could have been worse, I think. Yeah, Uh, I didn't know, you know, obviously what was happening. Um, I obviously enjoyed it. I wanted to watch it, but... um, yeah, like so. Yeah, that I played. Um, gosh, these are some old ones, but Ski Free. Are you familiar with that? It's like I don't a free think so. skiing game on Windows, and there's some little uh, monster that comes out of the woods and eats <gasps> you if you get too far down. It's kind of scary for. I totally know, played kid. that game. Very small yeah. character, like very like mm-hmm. not big sprites or anything, just tiny, tiny little. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, the memory on that. I think you just pulled that out of nowhere that like, you remember the name of it, dude, I got to check that out afterwards. Cause we, absolutely- well, I will say I did Google the name, but I was like, okay, what's the scheme with the monster? And it came up automatically, you know, Google. That's that is so bizarre there. though. Like, it's just like this, you're just going around and all of a sudden like this dude comes out and it's like, what is happening here? Games are so random back then. Like they're just trying to like, whatever could be held together by whatever programming they had. That's what we got. That's what we played. Yeah, before the SRB, they tried to give it away if they could. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I guess yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's awesome. Wolfenstein is between Wolfenstein and Doom because that's what I grew up with playing as well. And I just, yeah, I, I would say the exact same thing. Like my parents were great, and but at the same time, maybe a little like I don't know if hypocritical is the word or contradicting all the time that. Like there were certain music or movies that we couldn't watch, but absolutely play, you know, Doom with the BFG and the Wolfenstein and you're stabbing dogs and Nazis and whatever else. Like the fact that we're just roaming around, there's like Hitler posters like in this video game on the walls. All right. I guess that's fair game for the seven year olds in the house. Yeah, it was pretty much uh, violence was fine. If there's boobs, no, we can't can't do it. Absolutely not. Yeah, No kidding. (laughs) 
So where where did you grow up? Um, so I've pretty much in my whole life been in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Nice. Oh, nice. I was there, man. Ah, oh, could have visited. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I think, at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I think I saw when you came home from Extra Life that you say it was like negative thirty or something. I mean. I've never seen temperature that cold. I think it's been single digits Fahrenheit here. And that was like miserable. So come on up, man. Imagine. Come on. It's so, it's so, <laughs> it's so cold. I can't even, I don't even know how to describe it at this point. Like, it's just, it's actually scary. I feel bad for the animals when it gets this cold. I look outside and like, how is there anything oh, even surviving that, out yeah. here? Yep. Look outside and they're all doing like the, the penguins huddle, like from March <laughs> of the Penguins. <laughs> just all these animals just like. Like I, I get, I complain when like I'm in, I'm wearing a sweater in a, inside of a heated home. I'm like, oh wow, sucks out here. And it's like I don't know, there's bears and coyotes out there. That it's gotta be awful for them. But you know, um, I don't know. My wife this morning actually said, why do we like we choose to live here? We're not prisoners. Like we can, we can go anywhere else. Like really, um, but we stay. You know, we just get six hours of sunlight every day, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I think the one thing that I always thought of that made me never live somewhere where like I had to like shovel myself out of snow to go to work because sometimes mm-hmm. like you kind of have a rough morning and you don't want to go to work anyway. And yep. I feel like I'd be like, yeah, that's a good excuse. I don't want to shovel myself out of snow to go to work today. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's a it's a Canadian kind of um, what is it like? It's a milestone for you to wake up. You've got a foot of snow on your car. So you'll use your arm as like a wiper. So you just you got your jacket on and you just use your arm to move all the snow off of the off the windshield and off the lights and everything so that you can just get enough of a window outside of the windshield so you can see where you're going and hopefully not smash into anything else and then you drive fast enough for the snow to blow off and it's real good this is this is the way of life up here dude it's a mess well here in atlanta i think we made the national news about 10 years ago with the snow apocalypse where the whole city was shut down because of half an inch ice so needless to say we invested in a lot of uh, salt trucks after that because we don't want to be the laughing stock again but you know it's the opposite and and a lot of canadians like to laugh at stuff like that and i i refuse to because when it gets to like 85 or 90 like we are melting it's like we can't (laughs) handle it so we what it's just what you're used to you know you get a little bit of snow it's like it's completely unfounded but um, you know, it's Christmas time. It's December as we record this. And I feel like there should be snow for Christmas. So I feel very yeah. fortunate that I live a couple blocks away from the North Pole, I think. <laughs> yeah, nice. Santa has a short journey for you. Yeah, pretty much. He's Well, I think we're first. So it gets dark here real quick. <laughs> we all go to bed super early and then he's right here, man. So, yeah. So PC gaming was kind of like where things started mostly or, or the Super Nintendo with the with the Jungle Book and everything. So, I mean, I was basically like a Nintendo fanboy for the longest time. So I had the Super Nintendo. I got the Nintendo 64. I was that kid, like, you know, the meme, Nintendo 64. Like, I mean, it was like, <laughs> I was eight. It was like amazing. Yeah. Um, Mario 64, um, Ocarina of Time, GoldenEye. You can see my parents got me GoldenEye, so that was fine. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know, 10. Um, had the GameCube, loved the GameCube. Um, and then, yeah, the Wii um i know uh, yeah once the hit i'm just like you know i think i'm i'm done it was around time i went to college too and i think part of me was like almost embarrassed it was like you know nintendo mario's considered like the kitty um console yeah and like you know what i'm gonna get a xbox 360 I'm yeah i'm an adult more. i'm gonna be yeah i'm gonna be an adult you know be the cool kid in the dorm and um 
I can't even play first person shooters anymore. I think I burned myself out. Like I just maybe never realized that I wasn't really that big of a first person shooter. Oh fan. wow! Like, I know everyone freaked out about Halo Infinite coming out. Not Nothing. Like, yeah, I played uh, I played Halo Three, but you know I guess I don't miss it. Hmm. The JRPGs, man, you just got to have 100 hours of gameplay or whatever. Yeah, and I, re- and I really regret that I had a Game Boy Advance, and there are some good JRPGs on that, but I missed the DS, yeah. I missed the 3DS, and I heard that those were really amazing consoles. Do you ever uh, want to go notes. back? Like, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that you got your Switch at, in 2019, and I, it's so funny because, like, I would go back. We've been doing these podcasting things for so many years. And I remember like six months, seven months, eight months after the Switch comes out, it's like, who still doesn't have one? And then a year or two goes by, it's like, who doesn't have one? And a game would come out and then, you know, another 10 million Switches would would walk out the door. And it's amazing to me that at some point, like every like today, somebody just got their very first Switch. They've never had one before. And the reason I bring it up um, as a question for you is like, what is it like getting a Switch? I had mine on day one, so I don't I don't have this experience. You get your Switch and then you just like look back on the last two years and go, look at this library. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's two years. You had 2017, which is arguably one of the best, um, years of Nintendo games released ever with Odyssey and Splatoon ever. 2. And yeah, I mean, just overall games. Yeah. I don't even have to have the, the narrowing factor of it being Nintendo 2017 was one of those years for sure. So you don't even, you're not, you're not collecting them up as it goes along. 2019, you wake up, you get a switch. Was it for your birthday? You said birthday. Yeah. And then you just can go back and see what you missed like that is remarkable to me yeah i went on a a, a buying spree yeah uh, like i said i got breath of the wild i got mario tennis i got bayonetta 2 I'm trying to think what else oh mario uh or what was the wii u re-release like super mario bros u i think yeah the you yeah u deluxe yeah um yeah i mean it was i kind of it was it was like I was feasting well. Like no I was just kidding. like buying games like left and right, probably full price. It wasn't even went for sale. I just I I, I had to have it. <laughs> Nintendo. I know. I also love this might be the very first time you might have just made history there where where when talking about video games and being excited about them, uh you put Breath of the Wild right next to Mario Tennis. That might have been the very first time that that's ever been done. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know, man. I love it. Yeah, that was um so I was really big on Mario Tennis for GameCube, and I was excited, like, oh, this is going to be an awesome Mario Tennis, and it wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got burned by that, and also I got suckered into golf. I learned my lesson with Strikers. I did not buy Strikers. Attaboy. So, yeah. See? Um, I can't give you a hard time about Pokemon when you did so well <laughs> with Strikers. Like, I get it. I traded it back in, so I'm, I'm okay. I, I turned it into something, God knows what. Some 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 game I bought on Black Friday that I'll probably never play, and that seems to make me happier. I don't know, man. What the heck is wrong with me? That's awesome. Hey, I'm right there with you. So you're, we're we're uh, into in it together. So. I appreciate that. That actually makes me feel well a little better, I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so 2019, you get a Switch, you get to go back, and now you're kind of be able to keep up with it and play RPGs three or four times over, which is amazing. Um, why don't you get a 3DS, man? Why, how about I enable you a little bit here, like? Those are those games. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Like if I was making content, I don't know how I would be playing games. I'd be very curious because if you picked up a 3DS or a DS, you don't have to like wonder, are we going to get a Mario Strikers or are we going to get a Breath of the Wild? Like, I'll just tell you, these are the games on 3DS. Like that's it. Not just me, but like the whole Internet. Like we've been there. So it's very 
that could be really exciting for someone to go back. And if you don't care about having the latest hardware or whatever, like the 3DS is spectacular, dude. And if you just need to be in the same room as your as your family, does that too. It's really good. I am tempted because yeah. I, I really thought by now they would have released the um, Metroid on 3DS, the Samus Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the shirt, but that's I never a sick shirt. It. Well, look at that. I've got the game right here. I picked up while sitting right next to Ryan Turford. I got to Like, I'm looking for an excuse. Basically, right now I'm in Game of the Year cramming session. I've got the exam that I'm studying for, but like something, for some reason, I'm gonna like I've got to bust out some old hardware because the 3DS is really special. And I would say, even though I had a Wii, I had a Wii U. I feel like my love for Nintendo and the way that it's situated right now, like. I would think the 3DS for that in sort of like a second coming almost as a like as an adult now, it was just weird because I had all those other ones, Wii and Wii U, but it was, the 3DS was like, man, there's something very special about having that handheld and you can just, you know, play it in your room or just have your own quiet time or whatever and play hours and hours. For me, it was Mario Kart 7. So I want you to have a 3DS, dude. <laughs> I want to make this happen for you. Yeah, I think I think you're on something though because I mean I had a Game Boy Advance, I had the clamshell, yes. I mean, like it was the nice one with the backlit screen. And again, like the only thing I can go back to is like, oh, you got a Game Boy or a DS? Again, it's like maybe I was like too self conscious to like carry that around in college that like I just passed on it. And totally, I kind of regret it because yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of those Dragon Quest games are on the DS. Uh, I'd love to have replayed through the better versions of Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the 3DS. Oh, so uh, good. Wait, the Worlds, I've heard, is amazing. I've my never favorite. played it. That's my favorite one. <laughs> it's so good. So, I mean, I, I mean, actually, now that I have my OLED, like, a lot of times I am like, you know, hey, do you want the TV? Because, like, I'm totally fine playing handheld. So, I, I'm kind of with you. Like, Nintendo has the handheld, or has always had the handheld market and continue to do so because... I mean, I, I've helped. I have three switches here, so nice. Um, uh, you know, I've I've contributed to them selling you know ten million a quarter by you know adding to that. You know, I don't need three switches, obviously, right? Who does? Nobody. Does. But look up, man. Like I'm contributing to the whole like 3ds number. They're all back there. They're all kind of like there for people to to find. There's a bunch of 3ds's in the background. But I wanted to ask you about something you kind of touched on because like I feel the same way. I remember one time I had one. <laughs> I one time I had one friend. Um, we we were we we're out and about. We we're we we're hanging out with some friends and. Really, only one of my friends in real life like was really into um, games, kind of at the level that I would say like we're all in. Like he would buy the latest thing, and he had this wonderful collection. He has a Virtual Boy like in his in his house, oh, and wow. this this crazy hardware collection that really inspired me. And him and I would really connect on like whatever we were playing on 3ds. So every now and then we would bust them out, but we would be around all of our other friends who had like zero. They 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 couldn't care less about video games. And I remember I was I, I busted out, and one of my buddies goes over to me. He's like, "What are you five? Like, why do you have that? And I, and I, I'll never forget that. And it didn't really like really impact me. I just, I noticed that he thought that that was a, a kid's toy. And I, I was luckily enough, I was doing a lot of this podcasting stuff and I had, his name was Rob, shout out to Rob, um, that I felt comfortable in spite of like the obvious judgment that was happening, you know? And so I'm curious t- for you, like, do you get, do do you find that in like online communities to help you just be more comfortable with the level of love that you have for video games? Or is it just like growing older and you don't care or a combination of both? But how did you get out of the 
kind of shying away from loving a video games to where you are now? Yeah, I think I'm about talking about it now, even though a lot of my friends, yeah, could care less about, especially Nintendo games. Like, right. you know, most of my friends are still Watch, like Call, Call of Duty, Duty and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, Call of Duty hasn't been good since Call of Duty 4. Damn! Know, take, so. Wow! <laughs> okay, just definitive. Okay. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do like, you know, the Discord because um, you're not endless scrolling, you know, through you know, a bunch of trash usually. Cause like, especially like, you know, shout out to carpool gaming. Like everyone is so nice in that discord. Like that's probably why I've never been tempted to go back to Twitter or Reddit. Cause a lot of that stuff is just people just, you know, trashing on each other and it just gets old. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I, I just like how opening, you know, for the most part discord is in general that, you know, it's like, you know what, like we can disagree on stuff, but we can be nice about it. I don't have to be a jerk about it. And I just find it's like nice, you know, like a safe, safe space, if you will, to just come and talk. And we're all about nerds that are excited about, you know, the su- super awesome Mario trailer that just came out, you know? So yes, <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> you want to talk about that? You want to talk about the Mario trailer? Tell me what, what'd you think about that one, man? So, I, I was really like the first one, but I actually was really not expecting the second one to be even better. Like I was like beyond hyped. Like um, I think I've shared before, but I'll share it now. Uh, this will be the first movie that I'm going to take my, she'll be six at the time, at the time it comes out like to the theater. Um, Cause you know, a lot of COVID stuff is just delayed that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's seen the trailer. She's so excited. Like, you know, when is it? When is it? And it's like, well, it's not out yet. You know, it's, it's a few months away, but you know, I'm going to uh, spoiler with the popcorn, who knows, maybe even soda and candy and just, you know, have a, have a blast. And oh. um, I just, you know, I couldn't believe, you know, they did the Mario Kart thing. I mean, that was just like, you know, mind blowing rainbow road. Like just, it seems like they really had done their homework on like what they need to, to include. And, you know, it was just nostalgia overload, I feel like. So I am totally just in this moment, like so excited for you for that movie date, man. Like that is just going to be the, I love that. It's, um, you, you, you know, all those things are, they're little treats, but they're forever memorable. Like, Oh, we're going to get all the, That's all what? the fix-ins. We're going to do the thing. And I, I have memories like when I was about that age, probably yeah, six or seven years old and my dad taking us to see the Ninja Turtles movie and, all these and it was yeah. such a special like dude and this is such a generational thing but like the first time i ever found out that they were making a ninja turtles movie it was in the newspaper i remember read i literally remember reading that newspaper article and like oh like who's going to be in it and cuz we were all watching the cartoon back in those days and and so just seeing that like translation i'll never forget it and so that's what you're creating for your daughter with this it being like her first movie and it's going to be Super Mario like it's basically like a lot like a, how a lot of us grew up where what would the chances be that the first video game so many of us played would end up being the greatest of all time like the, the original right. Super Mario Brothers like Tetris like some of these things that was our first entry point into this thing that we love so much and for your daughter the first movie that she'll watch looks like it's going to be spectacular and it's Super Mario done in the best way possible I'm so excited for you man. Yeah, it's just like, 
again, like I, I thought they knocked the park with the first Me one. Too. But I'm I'm almost kind of curious, like if they do a third one, like are they going to even you know go to another level? So do you want like any they, more at this point? Like, do you need to see any more? Like, what do you what um, do you want? I, I don't need to see anything. I mean, after the first, I really didn't need to see it, but. Um, you know, I, I was nervous there for a long time because obviously we saw how the first Mario movie was and Illumination kind of had a hit or miss. But I'd say so far from what I've seen, this is definitely going to be a hit. What do you think they delayed it for? Do you think that's that was weird that they like it, it should be out like now? It should be December 2022. And then they delayed the movie. I thought that was really strange. I'm trying to remember the timing because, um, you, you know, we had the issue with uh, Sonic. You know, mm -hmm. they did the more realistic one and they kind of scrapped that. I just kind of wonder if they had something similar and they saw the feedback with Sonic and are like, oh, okay, yeah, well, maybe, maybe we need to reconsider this. Um, so um, or, you know, also too, like um, Sonic 2. I mean, uh, I've seen both of them, but Sonic 2, I was really impressed with. And I think maybe they're seeing their competitions, you know, pretty fierce and they want to make sure that, you know, they either match it or obviously surpass it. But mm -hmm. um, I was actually really impressed with both of the Sonic movies that came out. I I feel the exact same way. The steelbook for Sonic is, you can't even, well, this is, this is Rago's favorite part of the show where I grabbed something off my shelf, but I'm, I was, I adore this movie and I am not a Sonic fan. Like I'm really, I'm not either. like not, not really. Oddly enough, I, <laughs> I think I bought two Sonic games this year or maybe whenever, when, uh, Colors might've been last year. Anyway, I bought Colors and Frontiers, and now I've got a Sonic movie in my hand. And, like, what has happened to me, man? Like, what is going on? I used to hate Sonic. It was so stupid. Um, <laughs> but I, I I, agree. I think that maybe that's what kickstarts uh, the new era of actually good video game movies and, and all these different kind of adaptations that we're going to get. And, of course, but, like, maybe at the heart of it, for me, now that I'm looking at it, like, Jim Carrey is just so good in these movies. And I've always loved Jim Carrey and they just they let him do his thing. And now we have now we have good Sonic movies. Who knew, dude? Only took 38 years or something like that for us to get it. But I'm not complaining. Barely about that. never. Right. No kidding, man. Holy cow. Well, what else you got on your mind, man? I, I feel like there's so, so much for us to cover, but I want to open it up to you. Like what what's going on with you, man? Hmm. Well, um, trying to think. I know. Like I said, I've been playing a lot of Persona. Yes. Um, but for the first what, time, what would you? Uh, yeah, this is my first time. Nice. Yeah, actually, the Persona game, first time playing Persona Five. Um, yeah, like, have you have you played it? I played about the first twenty or twenty five hours, so I'm still getting tutorials in Persona Five. I played through <laughs> Persona Four on Vita, and you know, it's funny because I have I can play Persona Five now either on PlayStation or on Game Pass. And I've always been saying the reason I didn't get more into Persona 5 was because it wasn't like a Vita experience. I wasn't on the go with it. I probably should pick it up on Switch, but I don't know. I, there's something holding me back. I think it's maybe hmm, the 4,000 hours of RPGs that I have as a backlog. Like, it's nothing to do with the game. I really adore that whole that whole premise, and I, I played enough of it to know I want to. I do want to do more. It's just a matter of making it a priority. It's nothing against the game, honestly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm about 60 years in right now, and I did not realize it is almost like borderline visual novel. Like, yep. there's sometimes like where, you know, I might be able to play for an hour or two, and I haven't done one battle. Like, yep. I'm just like, oh, it's one of these games. It's <laughs> but so I mean, the story, 
the story's good. So I mean, I'm not mad about it, but mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, I wasn't expecting it. Um, Cause I played Shin Megami Tensei five last year and that was like almost the exact opposite. It was like, you know, constant fighting. The fighting was good, yeah. but it wasn't a story. So it was kind of like, Oh, well, you know, interesting. But, okay. So like this is, I feel like that's, it's like a black belt in RPGs. Like, are you like, what level are you, are you like you, you've earned your stripes. If you're just, you're just playing Shimigami Tensei, no problem. Well, that was my first time playing Shimigami Tensei, and I heard that they're hard. Yeah, um, so have that's I. why I didn't play the third, the third one when they did the remaster at the mm-hmm. because I heard that game was just like hard as nails. Um, I beat five. I'm not really sure how. Like I was on that final boss, and I was going through, you know, HP items. Like I was literally like you know, reviving, reviving, and you know, I. I'd somehow won. I'm not even sure how. Like, if I had to do it again, I'm pretty sure I would lose. <laughs> like, yeah. it was just like, just like by the skin of my teeth that I beat it. Um, and I'm not really that big into super difficult games. Like, the only other super difficult game I can think of I that I beat was Metroid Dread. And that game, I liked it. I don't think I'll ever play it again. Yeah. Uh, it's too stressful. Um, <laughs> the Emmys, I hope they never come back. I did not like the Emmys in Metroid Dread. They mm-hmm. they stressed me out. Um, and I've I never played Dark Souls uh, again for the same reason that you know I you know have like a long day at work. You know, sometimes you know trying to get the kids to bed can be kind of a lot because they've had a long day at school. Um, I just want to kind of kick back and relax and do I, the opposite, I, I do the exact opposite. That, that's your, you're right. That whole, that whole like story kind of like lands at a place that probably should be. I just want to, you know, be lazy and sit on a couch and play a game that I don't really have to think about. Take out your aggression, man. That sounds like a hard day and get your sword and get that monster in the <sighs> stupid face. If he kills you, then just like it, it's so, it is so rewarding. And I think you're selling yourself short, but, but no, um, those Dark Souls games are great. And that, that the notion of, I feel like you're almost touching on um, like the blind spots we have and or the gaps in our gaming that we have. And it's different for everybody. And it's always just interesting of like, whether it's by choice or things you haven't really gotten around to, the games that seem to be everybody else has played and you haven't. Like, I guess that you're getting around to that, which is Souls types games and shooters now, I guess. But are there other games that like in the, in the, annals of video games that you you haven't gotten to you wish like oh man i can't believe i missed that one um probably almost anything playstation because i've uh, i've owned the xbox you know 360 but never ever playstation um so i mean probably the one that comes to mind uh is like the last of us i mean i've heard that it's like you know one of the greatest games I've ever played. My one dude, and two. You've got you've got to play The Last of Us. Oh my god! I mean, not to hype it up too much. Like that's probably the worst thing I could do. It's like, oh, it's the best thing in the world. So I, I think what is slowing me down on running out and buying like a PlayStation Five or whatever is, you know, Sony is starting to bring some of their games to PC. You, know, mm. you have um, Horizon Dawn. Yep. Days Gone. Yeah. Spider Man. I'm sure there's some others. I'm not yep. thinking Uncharted, of. Uncharted, like, the oh. Uncharted Four just came. Oh, yep. there you go, Uncharted. So I'm like, okay, well maybe we're gonna do Last of Us. And yeah, that would be I my could see it. To drill the my you know hole in my uh, floor to get the Ethernet you know cord going for the PC. Uh, so I hope you yeah, do that this Last weekend. I sure. hope that's your weekend project. <laughs> Honey, take the kids out. Daddy's got a drill. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like we all need like our Tim the Toolman Taylor moments where we just bust out the power tools and do something stupid because we just need to. We want the outcome. We don't care how it gets done. We just want the outcome. I love that, man. Exactly. It doesn't need to be pretty. It just needs to be done, right? It just needs to be um, done. But mm-hmm. I, I think another thing that's holding me off a little bit is the, um, they're doing like a Last of Us TV show. Yeah. Um, I think on HBO. So I'm thinking maybe they'll get my fix. I mean, of course, I don't think it's going to be like the game. but um, That'd be interesting to see. Yeah, especially for for people like you who haven't played it. They're just going to be like, that will be their introduction to The Last of Us is that series. And so are you, it seems to me that they're going to be basically retelling the story of the first one and maybe even a little bit of like before the first one takes place. The DLC that happens kind of gives you a glimpse into just before the, the, um, the events of the first game. Are you glad that that's what they're doing or would you rather like, or do you care because you never really like played it before? You don't have the attachment to it. Yeah. I mean, part of me, I mean, I kind of don't think I'm going to buy a PlayStation to play it because I haven't at this point. So I'm, I'm probably fine with them. Basically, if they're going to retell the stories of the games. Cause yeah. I'm like, okay, good. Now, now it's my reason for not, <laughs> not buying them. But nice. um, I mean, from what I've seen and heard, I mean, I think the last of us just has a very interesting universe that I can see that if the show is successful, I'm sure they could, you know, hopefully do better than what the game did. Like when they run out of the source material that they can actually make a good story. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> And do you ever feel like do you like do you, do you get like a fear of missing out at all, or you, is it the 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 simplicity and focus that you get of just having the switch? And it's not I should I shouldn't say I'm dancing around like just because it's not like that's less than I like I often think what how nice it would be just to have one. I just couldn't figure out what it was. I, I guess I'd have to do my tournament bracket thing for that, but I don't know how to like. I don't know how to do that because I always just have to have something available, but there's something very alluring to go. Yeah, I just play on this and that's just it because I don't have to worry about all these other things. I don't have to divide my time between all these different platforms and consoles and everything. But you also consume gaming content where people are talking about all these things. So I'm curious how that hits you, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I have trouble even playing all the Switch games that come out, so I can't even yeah. imagine if I had an Xbox or a PlayStation. Um, it's just like, uh, I'm still not quite sure how the video game market hasn't crashed yet. There's so mm. many games. I don't see how some of these you know companies are making money back because, like, you know, people really buying all of them? Maybe they are. Um, I mean, I know when I played mostly on Steam, I think I did the, you can go to a website and it tells you uh, all the Steam games you own and how many hours it would take you to play them all. Oh no. Oh, I don't like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need. Okay. So this is like one of those inception moments where like, I don't know if you meant to do it or whatever, but like you've just planted that seed deep, deep in my mind that one day I'm going to come back to like, I don't want to do it right now because I'm, I'm having a reaction to this. Like, no, thank you. But like, I don't know, two, three weeks, maybe a year from now, I'll be like, I wonder how many hours are in my Steam library. Like, how many is that? And I don't want to. I don't want to know that, man. That's hilarious. Well, I probably subconsciously did it because Inception and really anything Christopher Nolan does, those are like my favorite movies. I'm so, with you, man. Um, I probably did do that on purpose subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's in there. It's that's a yeah. It's right in my cerebellum. I think I don't know. <laughs> just in my lizard brain. Yeah, but you get focused though. Like it's just it is nice just having the. Well, I guess technically two. Uh, and you should be covered. I feel like there's actually a lot of people. It'd be interesting to see how many of all the people playing video games right now. Is their balance switch and PC? Because you kind of you're covered there. 
for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I feel like, you know, when I was PC, if I wanted to play like, you know, the high end graphics, you know, 144 frames, I could do that. Or yeah. if I wanted to play the latest Mario or uh, Donkey Kong. Oh, you know what? That's actually one topic I want to talk to you mm, about Donkey Kong. You're yeah. a big Donkey Kong player, aren't you? I think I talk a big game. I really like Donkey oh, Kong. Okay. Um, and I, you know what I like? Okay, so let me break it down because I feel like in podcast land and just in video game fandom in general, I feel like there's whatever, like Dragon Ball or whatever the franchise is, whatever the property is. And like somebody says, like, I'm a big fan. And usually I think what that means is I've seen everything. I've played everything. I know everything about it and all this stuff. I don't know if I'm that for anything, to be honest with you. I don't know okay. if I'm like quite that for really any property at all. Like, I'll never forget when I pl- um, I played Star Wars Trivia Pursuit when I was a younger kid. Like, I, like I've watched it. I like it. And I had no idea the depth of the questions that they were going to get into. And that was one of my first realizations that there's like this uber level of like really liking something. So I say all that to say... I really like Donkey Kong. I've played Donkey Kong Country. I've played Tropical Freeze. I've played Donkey Kong Land 1, 2, and a little bit of 3. Um, but I don't know everything about it. I don't know all like, the side characters and everything else. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Donkey Kong. And I'm excited for the next one. Like I want to see where they go next because I feel like my take on Donkey Kong, at least in the recent games, is it, it got um, almost like a misguided identity that though the identity of a donkey kong game was that it was hard and that to me is not what donkey kong should be it maybe is a, a slight element of it but i feel like it went too much into this game is going to kick your ass and that's actually what i was going to ask you so you feel like tropical freeze was a lot harder than i think the one that came out on the week and the 3ds yeah um donkey kong oh, so i forgot there was a 3ds one okay. yeah yeah they're they're balls hard man like they're really <laughs> really difficult and i just felt like donkey kong country well like it was it was definitely tricky um i just felt like it was whimsical i felt like the the character and enemy design and level design was on another level i felt like the secrets were just awesome to go and find all of the different like companions like the whether it's the rhino or the ostrich or the shark like on guard like all these different characters like they were so good and so different and just felt so great and also pushed how good a video game could look i think that's one of the things i really miss from like donkey kong country especially i'd never seen a game that looked that good Especially like yeah. on the on the on the Super Nintendo, so Nintendo's never really going to do that ever again. I don't think they're never gonna they're never going to release a game that looks in a way that like really pops. So I'm hoping that maybe they have some sort of art style that kind of makes up for it. But yeah, I th- I feel like it kind of went down the wrong track. So you got Yoshi on one side and Kirby, super super easy. Although Kirby was a mix this year, which is nuts. Like it got really hard There's by the boss, end. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you got Yoshi with like mellow mode on one side and then you've got Donkey Kong with funky mode on, on the another where it's just like so, so hard. So I'm, I want to see like what the next era of Donkey Kong is. Cause I feel like it might be, it might be different in the same way that in the next era of 2d Mario could be like, we're still waiting on what the future of that is. And I just hope it's not a rinse and repeat of what we have had, I guess. Yeah. Cause, um, uh, talking more about the recent ones, the Donkey Kong returns on the Wii, um, my girlfriend now, my wife, you know, she had a Wii and she loved Donkey Kong Country Returns. Mm-hmm. And we played through it on the Wii. It was, I remember it being difficult, but we beat it. 
Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got the switch. I'm like, Oh, like they have a sequel. Like let's, let's play that. And we couldn't even get past like world four. Like, that's what, that's what I'm like, saying. Wow. dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like, I was kind of thinking like, okay, did they like ramp it up? Like, cause you know, again, like we at least beat it, uh, the Wii one, but yeah, I couldn't even get halfway through the game on the, uh, tropical freeze. So right. I, was, I was shocked about that. The, the, um, like what I remember most about my time with, uh, Donkey Kong land, especially, but country as well, I guess is you would beat a level and immediately see the percentage on it. Like, was it 80%, 70%, whatever. And did you get the exclamation point at the end? Like, did you find all the letters? Did you find all the secrets and all that stuff? Like, I'm not, I'm not like that for most games. It definitely wasn't like that with, with super Mario world. Like there's a lot of secrets that I don't know about that one, but Donkey Kong country, like those games, I just really wanted to. 100% 100% those games. And that's that's where my, my, I guess, my love for that and that franchise really lies is I really enjoyed completing it 100%, even though we don't get achievements or trophies or anything in them. They were just really fun to get the little, like, it was like a little pat on the back. Like, good for you. You did it. This game's hard. You did it. You did it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think we're getting... Uh, do you, Okay. I think you actually... Um, you were trying to shut me down a little bit because I, I made this proclamation <laughs> that we're going to get <laughs> some new Switch hardware and a Mario game to go alongside the Mario movie and then Zelda next year. And you're like, actually, no, they they said no hardware. Do you believe this? Well, I think the chances of new Switch Switch hardware is pretty high because I bought the OLED because when they first announced the <laughs> OLED, I'm like, I'm not buying this thing. Like, you know, I, I don't need it. Like, you know, and then, yeah, they're going to come out with a new thing. And then like, what am I going to be done? So because I bought the OLED, I bet, you know, uh, That's the way the I think right works. now that I think, I think right now what I'm hearing, well, Nintendo's already said that they're not releasing new hardware this fiscal year. I'm like, okay. The next day after their new fiscal year starts, they announce it. That's right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. can you imagine like just to be to like to the letter of that statement they're gonna they're gonna go whatever it is april 1st or well, i don't even know i think they're i think their fiscal's on the 31st somewhere march 31st so yeah i don't know man oh, i don't know what a, to believe they're in such a hard spot right now though i mean like no one would have thought when the switch was announced released whatever you want to call it that it would just keep selling this long this yeah hard. yeah i mean I think they have like a jam that like the switches outsold everything else like i don't know three years or something like that outside of a month or two like mm-hmm. it's not the switch is just like unstoppable force it seems like um and who would want to stop that you know uh yes it's dated hardware but apparently that doesn't matter <laughs> everyone's still buying it <laughs> I'm still waiting because I would have thought, and there's probably a recording of me saying it at some point, like maybe this time last year, like their time is running out. I felt, I feel like, and and that, that I think that notion, that narrative is getting stronger and stronger. Um, the way Pokemon runs, I think is an, an example of that, but it's a completely unfounded set of commentary, I think, because there's so many examples of games running quite well on the Switch that the notion of it's the hardware, like, I don't know if it really holds up, actually. And it's and it's the same. It's exactly the same situation we were in when the Wii was out because we had the 360 and the PS3 like ushering in HD and everybody was playing Wii and it like it didn't matter. Eventually, it caught up to them and it was either a combination of um, Xbox One, PS4 really being quite a bit better than what Nintendo was offering and or the Wii U was just such this confusing, overpriced, total mess 
like also with no first party support also because they were split between console and and 3ds at that time like that's the stuff people really forget and i think that's why the switch is doing so well now it shouldn't be a surprise but you just have to look back like five six years well probably five between five and seven years ago when the first party like output was divided onto two platforms and now they don't have that they all just like combine onto one and it's great like of course it's great they don't have the it's the same reason why you only have switch <laughs> it's like you get to just concentrate on on the one platform your your attention isn't diverted all over the place like that's that's going to result in hopefully it's kind of a gamble though because it kind of has to hit yeah i mean you, yeah you have pokemon you know it's not running well i i haven't played it but from what i've seen especially with these other games coming out I mean, I'm a little biased with Xenoblade, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Xenoblade ran pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, near Automata. I haven't played it yet, but I've heard run, has run very well. Exactly. No Man's Sky. Yep. I mean, you have a lot of these games that, you know, are showing that the Switch has some life in it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like, the Switch isn't going to last forever, but I really think that it's going to try to ride this, you know, horse as long as they can. And... You know, I, I I think their biggest fear and struggle is I don't think they've really gone back to back with, you know, home run consoles. Like they went from, mm. you know, um, the Wii to the Wii U or um, Super Nintendo to the Nintendo 64. I mean, I like the Nintendo 64, but I think it was, you know, mostly considered not that successful. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think they're they're looking at is they want to try to do a back-to-back. I mean, I guess the last time maybe they had back-to-back was like NES to Super Nintendo. That's what I, I was going to say. That'd be it. And even yeah, then, so, like the, the trending kept going down. I think if you look at it, I might be wrong about that, but I'm almost positive. It was like they just kept going down, down, down. This is, and then the Wii was an anomaly of how successful it was. And now here we are once again, but they had like Game Boy was there. That's the thing is like the undercurrent of all the the rigmarole and the variability with the consoles and how much they sold was rock solid handhelds like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, you know, Pocket, whatever. Um, DS, 3D, like I guess 3DS for the first little bit wasn't all that great, but in the end, it, it totally carried through. So they've been they've been strong ever since. But we, we pick and choose like what we want to talk about when saying how is Nintendo doing? Now it's just the switch. I want to, you know, I want now that now that you're on an actual podcast here and not just like commenting at one telling us how wrong we all are. When do you <laughs> think, uh, Mr. Smarty Pants, what, when do you think we're going to get a new a new switch, new hardware? What And what does that mean? Is it a, a switch Two or a switch plus or whatever? Like, talk to me about what you think the next thing is going to be. Oh, man. Um not so I easy, feel like it has it? to be <laughs> it has to be like a upgraded switch like I don't know if it's gonna be the pro or the two but I don't see them moving to something completely new I mean I Nintendo typically does that I mean you know you went from the Wii to the Wii U which you know was very different <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I think they are seeing too much success and you can even see with how nervous they are in abandoning the switch that I don't think they're going to tweak it that much I, I think when I I think what I'm hoping that they'll do is, you know, whether it be called the Switch Pro or the Switch 2, that it has to be backwards compatible, I feel like. Uh, totally, um, yeah. Um, and I think what will be really interesting, because Nintendo's not had a good track record with, you buy, you know, your games on, you know, Wii U, now you can play them on Switch without paying for them, right? Um, 
that, you know, are they going to then, you know, merge that switch eShop to the switch pro eShop or the switch to eShop? Um, Cause you know, uh, that's probably, you know, going back to, you know, so what is it? Uh, anybody can say what the questions are. So what do you, what do you think? What is it going to be? I'm being a dinkus about this. <laughs> so what was it like a year ago? They said the switch was halfway through its life cycle. I don't know. I they could you could have tell me that that was today, last year, three years ago. Like it probably would still all apply. So I, yeah, I think recent. I, I guess. think they're gonna. I think they're gonna overlap it. So you know, I think they had even talked about like you know, Just Dance uh, still had games coming out on the Wii, like you know, oh, yeah. in 2020 or something crazy like that. So I could see there being like an overlap where they maybe announce the Switch Two, but still support the Switch for some. You know, maybe. Um, you know, Breath of the Wild, for example, maybe will play better, you know, with the Switch 2, but being backwards compatible, but you can still buy it. You know, or I'm, I guess I'm talking about Tears of the Kingdom, sorry, I keep calling it yeah. uh, Breath of the Wild 2. Um, so, you know, I'd say 2024. A whole nother year with no new Switch hardware and another Zelda name. launch with, wow. That's my prediction yeah i think i think the chip shortage is really getting them mm. nervous about release because you know sony and xbox sony and microsoft had such a tough time launching their stuff with covid and unfortunately i don't think they're really showing those chip shortages getting better anytime soon so yeah um you know what um summer 2024 summer 2020 that's almost two full years that's a year and a half at least yeah we'll see if i eat those words later <laughs> I can't wait till like before this is some somehow between now and like Monday when this is going out on on free feeds, like we'll get we'll get some sort of news. But, you know, we haven't had a lot of to your to your credit. I think the biggest thing leading uh, leading credence to your prediction here is that we haven't heard anything about switch hardware in a long time. Like it seemed like every other week I, that actually is, I think, the reason that Kato left the Nintendo drive is we just kept talking about the switch, bro. Um I haven't really talked about it all that much. It seems like it's, it's kind of gone away. So, or maybe the game awards, who knows, man, like we could, it could be that soon, but I don't think, I, I think I'm on the record saying, I don't think that's going to happen because they can still sell probably another million or two units just in December. And they would, they're not, they've not been distracting us at all with what's going on in the future. They basically are telling us like what is in the immediate future. What's absolutely next and actually, I'm trying to think like for the for Switch, like what the heck is it? like Pokemon was it? There's a there's a Dragon Quest Treasures game coming out, but that's not first party or anything. So like, I guess they've given us the games for 2022, and they'll. I I, I shouldn't be so harsh. They did have a pretty sweet Black Friday day, deal with um, Mario Kart 8 again. My God, they're still trying to find people, Sean. Oh, they're getting us. Own Mario Kart 8 yet? Yeah, they're there's still us. a few people out there. Hey, wait a second. When is that new, um, that Wave 3 is coming out pretty soon, isn't it? Uh, I think the 7th, yeah. Isn't that uh, Wednesday? Oh, let's do this. Yes. Okay. Well, that's exciting. See, this is how they get us, man. I can bitch whine and complain all I want about Nintendo, but then I'm like, eight new tracks. Yeah, I'm back. I'm happy. But I don't think I can survive another year and a half without hardware, dude. I don't know. It's going to be a rough year. Yeah, I mean, I know 2022 is pretty much over with games, but I think 2023 is going to be looking pretty good. I'm really excited about the new Fire Emblem. I think that looks pretty yeah. good. Another another JRPG for me to add to mm-hmm. the list. But Tears of the Kingdom, what I'm most excited about is I, you know, I missed the Breath of the Wild launch. And yeah. obviously that was quite a launch. And 
I expect Tears of the Kingdom to be pretty damn good. Um, and I'm excited to play with when everyone else plays it. It's going to be um, a moment. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are, you know, especially after, you know, Pokemon and all this stuff, you know, can can the Switch even handle Tears of the Kingdom? It's like, you know, if anyone's going to make this game run well, it's the magicians at Nintendo because they, they work miracles and they have yeah. been for a while. But um, I just, that's definitely going to be like my, like, I'm taking the Monday off after work or after <laughs> after yes. it launches to play, play some more uh, just because I want to lose myself um to the music i can't wait yeah uh that's something that's so funny you bring that up i think that we should probably all we all owe it to ourselves to do that like once a year i don't know if many of us are unless you're kevin ainsworth who clearly doesn't have a job like at all he doesn't have to worry about this (laughs) sort of thing i think we should all give ourselves like once a year you're taking the day off for a video game launch like what you just kind of I, I've obviously I'm obviously aware that this game is coming out next year, but just the way that you kind of like laid that out, I'm like, this game is going to be massive. Like this oh, yeah. launch itself is going to be huge because the first one was huge in and of itself. But like with zero systems sold, like it was the same day as the system. It was I guess technically it was on the Wii U and technically I do have that copy as well. Um <laughs> But this is a Zelda game that's coming off the back of like what many consider to be the greatest of all time on a system. What is it? A, a base? Uh, oh, man. Like how many they've sold? I'm losing all my podcasts. Install base. Install base. Thank you so much. Uh, of like, what, 120 million? Something like this? Like yeah. that. And that's that's probably the biggest reason why they haven't done anything with hardware to not confuse the message or anything. It's if you have a switch. You can play the follow-up to the greatest game of the generation. Like, holy crap, man! That is in. It's gonna be massive. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like Halo Three, which if you were there, you know. Or I guess just any Pokemon yeah, game. I was I was uh, outside GameStop at uh, midnight with some buddies for Halo Three. Yeah, that was some memories. That's wild, um, man. We need that more. <laughs> we need and it like regardless, I think of where you play games or what you're into you want games to land with that sort of just explosion and because it's exciting and it draws people in and it's like crowds draw a crowd like what's going on over there like what is happening i i don't ever want that to go away especially as it's so easy for it to do that because we can all just buy digitally and download it and we all just kind of quietly play like have a quiet launch in our own homes like i I think it's important for these things to make a big splash so hopefully zelda does that yeah. And I'm kind of guilty about, I guess, killing the uh, crowds and stuff. Cause, oh, nice going. Uh, I buy, I've been buying most of my games off Amazon, and they give me release day delivery. So uh, it's kind of nice just coming home from work, and it's there. It's just and, there. Uh, I, I just, know. You know, I took, I took the Monday off after Xenoblade came out, just because you know, I don't want to waste a day waiting for my mm-hmm. copy to come on Friday. But well, um, it's, yeah, it's I mean, different now. It's different though. Like the what that means as far as these these games that launch in the and it's a moment like it doesn't necessarily mean that like you've got to burn down a city or anything like that it it could just be that like the streets are maybe it's like the opposite that it's just the everything stops like the world stops for a day because there's a new zelda game out i think that is so cool dude like and and it's everywhere and you can't escape it but it's not in a physical sense it's not like you're seeing a crowd of a million million people in central park or something or Times square that probably makes more sense um kids in central park are playing pokemon go 
but I don't know, just just something. I don't know, something amazing. Uh, that's what I want. So I think Zelda. I can't believe. I actually can't believe that it's happening. Twenty twenty three. We're getting a Zelda game. Like it actually seems to. This is about as crystallized as it's been in my mind. Is this chat with you tonight? This is exciting. Yeah. It, um, you know, obviously was disappointed when they got delayed, but it gave me more room because at first I was trying to figure out, okay, am I gonna? What am I going to choose, Xenoblade or Zelda? And that's been a tough decision. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially especially if Xenoblade's up there with the, like, the best ever. I don't know. It'd be interesting to know how many people share how tough that would be with you. I think most people would probably just default to Zelda. Um, oh, definitely. I think most people would, yeah, for sure. Do you have a backlog going right now? I want to ask you about your backlog and then what you're adding to your backlog in 2023. Um, but what what is it like? Are you able to mostly keep up with the things you want to right now? So I kind of feel like I have a couple of different buckets with backlog. Like for example, War of the King is technically in my backlog, but mm-hmm. I hated the combat of that game. Like yeah. if I actually traded games in, I would, but I for whatever reason I don't <laughs> trade in games. I just sit on my shelf and collect dust and then in ten years I'll goodwill them. Um mm-hmm. So, and then like, you know, I, I was talking to you about Tropical Freeze. I do kind of want to go back and play that on funky mode because obviously I'm not good enough to play it on normal mode. Um, so I have that in my backlog. Um, obviously, what I mentioned with Black Friday, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. that's Just instant now. Black Friday. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Because um, actually, I think you mentioned on one of the podcasts that, you know, it's like, I'm not going to buy any games unless they're on sale. But then you actually kind of make your backlog problem worse by doing that. So, yeah, I did that for um, a year, man. It doesn't work. I'm telling you. <laughs> At least not for me. Yeah, it's um, it's actually with Christmas is about to get really bad because mm-hmm. I've asked for Mario and Rabbids. Bayonetta yes. 3, Lego Star Wars. Uh, I feel like I'm leaving one out, but I mean, none of the, I mean, most of those games are probably what, like, I mean, Bayonetta might be the shortest one, but I think you played Mario and Rabbids like what, 30, 40 hours? I'm right in between there. Yeah. Um, and I'm, okay. I didn't mainline it, but I didn't complete everything. I'm kind of somewhere in between. And I will say, um, Seth and Garrett and I, were going to get together for a review discussion later on this week. And I don't want to, stop playing it and it's so weird because i have issues with it it's not a perfect game at all but like i rolled credits earlier this week and i'm like i'm supposed to be moving on to the next thing and i just want to play mario rabbit so man i i don't know i'm excited for you to play it and i'm just getting like this what i would love from like you specifically since i'm chatting with you but i would love like even in the community as well so we get this out of uh out of the backtrackers like i'd love like a like a four minute just like what's quagmire think about this game like, I can't wait for you to play all those games you just mentioned, and I I can't wait to hear what you have to say about them, man. I can't wait to, for you to experience them, and, and and yeah, just, I don't know. I, w- I want to hear what you think. So that's why I love the Discord. I love the community aspect of all this stuff, but that's why I say everybody should have a podcast, because I want to hear what everybody has to say <laughs> about stuff, dude. But yeah, uh, you got a nice little backlog going. What are you excited for next year, in addition to Fire Emblem? Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I I never played, uh, I, maybe at this point not coming out, but I never did get to play Advance Wars uh, when it came out um, on the Game Boy Advance. And I was really excited when that was supposed to be coming. And, uh, you know, I think even their last financial report, it's still TBA. So yeah. I'm still holding out that it will come, but I know it's not looking pretty right now. Um, yeah, I'm actually trying to figure out I think I might have so much um, 
attention on Zelda. I'm trying to think, do we know anything? Past? I was just wondering, um, actually, I think on Switch, we might, it might have been a, that might have been a dead end of a question, actually, because to my point earlier, like, this is what Nintendo does. They, they've told us everything that we needed to buy and it has come out and that's basically it. I'm sure there's a bunch of other stuff that, that people can, um, well, you know what? Well, there'll there's be a, a Pokemon game or two, right? <laughs> probably, yeah, this is where we find out that there's still another Pokemon game coming out in. Uh, well, actually, I think they'll finally finish the last one they, they released maybe in 2023. <laughs> so that'll True. be pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise is coming to Xbox and PlayStation. That was on that was on Switch. Did you ever play any of the Monster Hunter games? I did the, um, the demo of Monster Hunter Rise. Nice. I yep. liked it. But uh, I guess I just really have reservations with multiplayer games on Switch. Um, yeah. So I, I, did, I did not pull the trigger on it, um, mainly because, yeah, I just um, really the only multiplayer games I have is just stuff that I'm going to play like Mario Kart with my kids or yeah. um, switch, you know, bowling with my parents. Like when we do like Thanksgiving or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have heard that, you know, of most of the switch games that monster hunter rise probably performs the best i mean capcom they got something going on with that um re engine apparently Mm, so no kidding what the heck man that's a that's a series i would love it uh, it's that's one of my like gaps in gaming i i wish i had more experience in the monster hunter games but I don't know, maybe in the retirement home that we'll all end up at playing video games together, just catching up on the decades of, of games that we missed out on in our youth. Yeah, speaking of blind spots, I think you mentioned uh, one of the Nintendo drives recently that you never played World of Warcraft? No, I never did. I was terrified of that, man. I, I was watching so, friends around me just like disappear to it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I mean, I was definitely one of those people that... Um, I mean, I don't think it was, I mean, well, I mean, I'm sure my parents were wondering what I was doing, but yeah, <laughs> World of Warcraft was a very, it was almost a lifestyle. It's yeah. the only way I could describe it. It's like one of those things that like, man, if I had all the time in the world, this would be the greatest game to play ever. But yeah, yeah like when it realized it literally takes all your time, it's kind of the downfall of it. But um, I just, yeah. you know, when you mentioned that, I'm like, wow. Sean escaped it, you know? <laughs> well, and it's really weird, too, because I was playing PC games back in those days and played a ton of World... Uh, sorry, uh, Warcraft 2. Like, just a strategy game. And Starcraft and everything. Like, I was r- I was right there. Like, we, I even played the... I didn't play as much because it didn't have any multiplayer. Um, like, the original Warcraft, just orcs and humans, humans and orcs. Um, but it was Warcraft 2 and, and the expansion that we would just play hours and hours especially multiplayer so i was in that world and it was amazing too like what i remember back then is like blizzard seemed to be special but i didn't know anything about really games or the commentary around it but like they had cutscenes, and pc games didn't have cutscenes back then that was for that was for playstations and all that stuff out um and and console games we didn't really have anything too fancy we were playing like text based and point and click adventure stuff and you started up Warcraft and it had this like amazing, like these boats in the water and everything. And so I was very captivated by it all. And I think it was uh, the fact that people were disappearing to World of Warcraft, but also the subscription cost. Like I was mm-hmm. really cheap, you know, so it was wasn't wasn't going to capture me. Did you listen to or watch the uh, RPG cave with Seth and Lockleth joining Ryan for for a while? I haven't yet want to because, you know, even though, yeah, I don't play it anymore. I do. I am still nostalgic, especially about I'm trying to think when I stopped. I think I played 
Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King. I think that was pretty much when I stopped. What about like the pandas? Did, did, did you reach the pandas? You know, there's a couple times, you know, Blizzard wanted to try to get you back in. So, like, I think I got an upgrade to that one because then the next one was coming out. Yeah. Uh, they kept doing that for a while, but I noticed they stopped. But um, trying to hook you back in. But, yeah, um, yeah I, th- I, you know, I think Wrath of the Lich King for me was after that. I was just like, yeah, I, I think I'm done. It might have yeah. been around the same time I started working full time and, you know, Coincidence? World of Warcraft. World <laughs> yeah. of Warcraft is a full time job, so working mm-hmm. two four, two full time jobs, this isn't going to work. So. I like the idea of thinking of like people walking away from World of Warcraft and they're hanging up their keyboard and mouse or something like that, just on the <laughs> wall. Like I'm done. Like you just you know hang it up, man. Uh, I just picked up on Black Friday Diablo Two Resurrected, and I got it as the Prime Evil set, so it comes with Diablo Three as well. So I might jump into some Diablo here, but who knows? Is this your first time playing Diablo 2? Like, Diablo 2, yeah. I, I missed Diablo 2 back in the day. Uh, oh. I grew up in a, in a good kind, you know, Catholic household. So, like, we weren't just inviting the devil in. We had a picture of Jesus on the wall, too. That was not allowed, man. Now, Sean, you should have done what I did. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't born or grew up in Catholic home, but I convinced my parents that we are trying to defeat the devil. Smart. Well, and it's totally, this is the, this is the, what were the rules? Because we were going into the depths of hell in, do, in yeah, in Doom. So it was just the name Diablo and it seemed scary. So, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, there's no rhyme or reason. But, oh, you know what? The, probably the better reason for it, because that, that maybe played a small part in it. I didn't feel like I could play games. Like, I didn't think I was smart enough for games like that. It hmm. seemed like an RPG and those that always scared me. And that's why I give so much credit to a game like uh, Fallout 3 was probably like my breakthrough. It was a breakthrough game for me that I could play complex games because before that I didn't really do too much. I never really considered real time strategy games to be all that complex, even though I feel now they really are. I was selling myself short totally. on them. But um, yeah, Fallout 3 was the one I'm like, oh, I can do this. And then I played Dragon Age and um, all these other different things. And yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't think I was able to comprehend what was going on in Diablo. It seemed like it was too complicated and too too systems heavy. And it was a mistake because I played Diablo 3 on console and it's that's up there and got to be top 50, top 100 for sure because there's just so many games. So, yeah, you get excited, though, about the the prospect of playing a little Diablo. Well, yeah, I mean, I played it back in the day and that was like a game that um you know i think back then they didn't really like track your hours but i'm sure mm-hmm. i had thousands of hours in the game i mean it was like all we did like um there's like four of us that you know we had you know computer and the almost doing like a land party type yes. thing we're doing doing runs and you know it's just it's kind of similar to world of warcraft ad- ad- addiction like trying to like you know get that better piece of gear type thing um but yeah i'm excited for you because diablo 2 is probably one of my favorite games and uh, i love it it's it's great tell me man this whole every time i chat with somebody on the show like all i really want to do we've got to figure this out for 2023 Lockleth, you can put this in our big ongoing list i i've said it before it's not a brand new idea but i would love to know like and i'd love to post it and share it like quagmire's top 10 like what's your 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 top 10 recommended games and you and or we could narrow it down into like your top 10 games on Switch or top 10 RPGs or whatever. Um, this is where Robbie Bobby Miller and I got really excited because he's doing the list. And it's like, oh my, like, yes, I just want lists. I just want to see. But I also feel like more than just a, like, you know, an itemized kind of list of, of games. Like, I just feel like 
there's a lot of creativity and thought that goes into what would make like your top 10, your top 50? Like, how do you choose? I think that's tough. And I would like to know what what goes into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've already said it before. I guess I'd have to put Xenoblade 2 at the top. Yeah. Not that I want to put you on the spot in this moment, but yeah, like, you know, (laughs) some of the games that could be part of that conversation, I think are just as interesting as the finalized list, you know? Yeah, no, I'd probably put Diablo 2 up there too. I will, you know, if you guys do that, I will definitely uh, put my list in because that would definitely be a fun thing to think back of all the games. Um, Because actually, you know, nowadays it's so easy to see what you played, but man, like back back then, like, yeah, there's probably games that I love that I forgot about and Mm -hmm. uh, be ashamed that, you know, I couldn't be able to list it even though maybe it should be on the list, you know. I'm not kidding, man. Like, it could be, like, I could probably dedicate like three months of this show to just that. Like, what if we just abandon like this, whatever it is now and go, okay, if you're going to be on the show, you're coming prepared with like an itemized list and you're going to like, I want to, I want to hear like we, I could, I could legitimately see myself doing that. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds, man. I've been doing this show for seven years for goodness sake. So wow, could be doing something uh, a little different. Yeah. 2015, December, 2015 was, uh, was the first episode of we, the gamer cast. So Awesome, and then man. shortly after that, I lost an episode, as I mentioned before. So, <laughs> yeah, come a long way. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Well, uh, do you have anything else on your mind? Any final closing thoughts before we kind of wrap it up here? Um, you know, I, I, I guess the one one thing that's still been kind of lingering with me, and I just want to make sure you know, I got your back. Um. I I totally am with you that Jar Jar Binks is the worst thing ever. So I uh, just want to go on the record there and uh... I'm leaving. I'm actually I'm I'm not I'm you know what actually even worse than leaving, I'm gonna sit in the corner like I would for Ryan whenever he's talking about stuff I don't care about. So you know I know the uh, seems like you got a lot of people on the Nintendo Drive that are giving you a hard time for not liking Jar Jar Binks, but um, I'm on your side. I, I'm not a fan. Oh, thank you. I thought you were gonna go a different direction with this. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. I got your back on that. You're okay. You sounded like it was gonna be a little sarcastic. I'm like, I am not gonna be privy to this. Uh, yeah, I normally no, am very sarcastic, but I was genuine. I was meant he's to be the genuine worst. Fact, so. he, like, do people like? I, do you think people actually like him? Like, are they just being? I just assume Contrary. that they're trolling you, that they, they don't so like them either, but they're, they they just know that they can push your buttons with it. But um, Yeah, I make it yeah, a little I, I just that. don't see where anyone can find value in something Thank like you. that. Thank you. That actually <laughs> makes me feel a thousand times better. Uh, I know you're looking forward to May 5th, and I kind of am too, because that means that we're closer to uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So. May is going to be a good month. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, isn't that, you know, and it should be May 4th, actually. That I technically I know like six months from Extra Life was uh, is May fifth, but like wouldn't it be so poetic for me to eliminate Jar Jar Binks from my profile picture on May the fourth on Star Wars mm. Day itself? That would be that would be great. But I'm gonna have to sit there with Jar Jar on May. The, I'm just putting this together right now, actually, on that day. Well, who knows? Maybe Twitter won't be there anymore any, at, at that point. So <laughs> what, I don't really have anything to worry about. I don't think. That's true. It's like 50-50 at this point. So, mm-hmm. Well, you're not on Twitter. Are you? Is there anywhere that you want to let people know uh, where they can find you uh, and get in touch with you and they'll let you know that they they also agree with you that Jar Jar Banks should be wiped from the face <laughs> of the earth? 
No, yeah, I basically got rid of all my social media. I don't have Facebook, I don't have Reddit, I don't have Twitter. So uh, just come see in the Discord. I'm I'm normally there hanging out. Um, it's probably the real best place you can find me. Sweet man, uh, Quagmire, you are you're one of the pillars in the community, man. It's been an honor and a privilege to chat with you tonight about all things video games. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for carving out time. We got our kids to bed. We just the the grownups are gonna stay up late and talk about video games, man. Thanks for being here, dude. Absolutely, and I'm I'm like to think that they actually went to sleep, but with these headphones on, who knows? Maybe they've been helliums upstairs, and I have no idea. My wife is like, "When are you gonna be done with this?" Yeah, we'll get we'll we'll face the wrath soon enough. I think. Thanks for having me, Sean. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, definitely uh, appreciate appreciate your time. best thing that you can do right now unless you're driving that then it's probably the actually the worst thing that you can do this is amazing how the how it flip-flops just depending on your situation um go to the discord and tag quagmire and let him know that you really enjoyed if you did you know let him know how you feel let him know that you listened and then and that uh, that you enjoyed it man because i that's one of the things it's it's special for this show we have someone new every single week and it's great when the we see dedicated people out there we see the people who are listening every single week and they get to make somebody else's week by saying, hey, I really enjoyed your conversation. And even, you know what? Bonus points for going, like, especially this part. I would, I just love to see it. It warms my heart and just keeps me keeps me going anyways. Like, it uplifts me totally to go, let's just keep doing this. It's been seven years, but we're going to we're gonna keep going. Also, th- that music that you hear in, the, in, in behind, there's a whole song. It's like a whole thing. And we, I think we just mentioned it. I think, I can't remember if it was before or after Anyways, you know better than I do, apparently, <laughs> Like if we talked about this during the podcast or not. Um, but the, the song that you're listening to, it's called Light Man. It's something that I found on royalty-free websites, like, you know, seven seven years ago. And But I've always had it, thanks to Antonio Guillen, actually, was the one who told me to do this. He's like, get, your all, go, get all your assets, like, on a Google Drive, like, back it up and everything. Just, like, the intros and all these things. And back then, he was helping me with the video version of it as well. So I had a Google link. I've had it up there the whole time, so I... I just posted that in the Discord. So if you like this track, go download the song. It's royalty-free. I don't think I'm getting in trouble from it. We've posted all these episodes this whole time, so I think it's okay. But if you've enjoyed that, you can go ahead and do that. And if you enjoy the show, patreon.com slash carpoolgaming. And if you can't do that, that's okay. Rate the show. iTunes, Spotify, get us up in that top five. Uh, A couple of you have, and I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Drew, I see you, my friend. And if you're here at the end... I just, I was right about you. You know, you're here all the way to the end. Two spots out of, out of the top five, by the way. <laughs> it's pretty remarkable, dude. Dragged from the house of Mario. Hope you're doing great, my friend. Now, we end every single episode of We The Gamer Cast with a clip. Thanks to Josh Stapleton. This is featuring the late, great Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo guru himself. This week is featuring Joe After Work, and they're talking about Metroid. So thanks to Josh for all these clips. I feel particularly proud that we've been able to honor and celebrate Bobby on a weekly basis with these little clips means the world to me. They're just, they're just a moment, but I'm really proud of it. Thank you, Josh, for doing that for us and please enjoy. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. It's been a while, but so what? It's been a while. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So I want to put a little different spin on things for reoccurring guests. What is your favorite Nintendo franchise? Oh, man. I mean, it's right in the wallpaper, the overlay over here. Metroid. No, no ifs, ands, or buts, dude. <laughs> what was your first What was your first taste of Metroid? 
So for me, oddly enough, it was at the same time, I feel like around like my memory is kind of fuzzy, but it would have to be it was Super Metroid and definitely Samus Returns around that time because mm -hmm. I always played a lot of Game Boy games. So I was playing Korth, I was playing Tetris, I was playing Super Mario Land like I played those games and my brother had the Super Nintendo and all the games there, but I would play them whenever because, you know, I I, I, I had a Genesis when I was younger, I played Streets of Rage and Sonic, but we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Not on this show, we don't talk about that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I watched my brother play Super Metroid. That's how I found out Samus was a girl. I was watching him do all the freaking crazy things that he needed to do to, you know, get that ending of her getting the suit completely off and everything. Yeah, it was yeah. like, <laughs> like crazy moment there. Um, but I played the crap out of Return of Samus. And that game, like, you can burn through it pretty easy now if you memorize where you're at yeah. destroying all the Metroids and everything. But, like, that game was hard. Like, yeah. I wrote down, I drew down maps and everything going through, like, okay, I've been here, this, any other. There was no Google to go off and pull a map from there. Mm. I didn't have a strategy guide. Like, I'm over here trying to find where these 40 Metroids are, trying to knock them all out. Yeah, um, it was the atmosphere, like, overall. It's just like you're there, you're one person dealing with nothing but space, and it's very atmospheric. You have the sense that you're just completely alone, yeah. and, and you just take it all in. It's, it's true. It's true. I remember the crazy thing is I remember the first Metroid I played was, played was the original one on the NES. And I remember, like, it... I had no clue what the game was. I couldn't figure it out, and I just got bored with it. And then one day, <laughs> Nintendo just sent people strategy guides. And these strategy guides were like a bunch of Nintendo games. Not just Metroid, but it was like all their library. Huh. Was it for Nintendo Power or something? Or I don't know how they got my... I, mean, I might have... It might have been because I had Nintendo Fun Club, um, huh. which is was the, was the first magazine before Nintendo Power. Okay. But they sent it to me, and I'm like, okay... This is kind of cool, whatever. And I'm going through, and I'm like, this Metroid game, like, maybe I'll give it a shot and try now. Because I had, like, kind of... They didn't give you all the maps. But they kind of got you heading in the right direction. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like a starter pack or something, you know? I'm like, I I fell in love with this. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing, right? So now we're playing, and we beat the game. And I'm like, okay, I beat the game, put it away. And then one day, my friend was like, yo, did you know Samus is a... It's a girl? And I'm like, would you stop it? Like, <laughs> Samus is not a girl. It's like, no, man, really? I'm like, why would you say that? And they're like, well, because when you when you beat the game, she takes her helmet off and her hair is flowing. I'm like, man, haven't you ever seen Conan? Like, Conan has long hair. Stop. <laughs> There's no way a girl is the is that awesome, right? So then, a couple days later, a couple of his friends were playing, and they beat it, and that's when she stripped down to the bikini. And, and he was like, she's wearing a bikini, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my mind got, my mind was blown. Because at that, I mean, I think I was like 13, 14, something like that. Like, that, yeah. at that age, when that happened, you're just like, this is not what I thought it was. And I like, I thought it was amazing that Nintendo slipped that in there. But didn't, like, 
didn't tell nobody or anything like that. And then, like, she is just badass. And, and I've always, like, had, a, like, a warm spot in my heart for her after that. And then Super Metroid hits. And that was the game that oh, really right. I fell in love with.